Mm. Cheerful you must be. All the time you must pray. Mm. Yes. Thank God no matter what happens, this is the way God wants you who belong to Jesus Christ to live. Mm. Suppress the spirit you must not. Stifle those who have a word from the master. You must not. Gullible, you must not be. Everything you will check out and keep only what is good. Mm. Tainted with evil, anything you must throw out. Makes everything holy and whole, does he. Mm. God, make you holy and whole. Spirits, soul, and body put together for you, may he. For the coming of our Master Jesus Christ, He will keep you. Completely dependable is the one who called you. Say it, He did. Do it, He will. Worshiping with us this morning, we have an extremely special privilege. Uh, Bishop Good Pastor is here with us this morning. He worshiped with us almost three years ago as we chartered as a church. West was a part of his vision for offering people that are done with church or done with God or have never encountered God at all a way that is real and relevant in their lives. And so he very much has been a huge advocate for West from the very beginning. My Yoda, he is a patient and kind and fun visionary wisdom leader he has been, and that is the extent of my ability to talk like Yoda. But in just a minute, he is going to come and be sharing with us the message this morning. So go ahead and give him a warm welcome, please. Luke, what's wrong? Leah, do you remember your mother, your real mother? Just a little bit. She died when I was very young. What do you remember? Just images, really. Feelings. Tell me. She was very beautiful. Kind, but sad. Why are you asking me this? I have no memory of my mother. I never knew her. Luke, tell me, what's troubling you? Vader is here, now, on this moon. How do you know? I felt his presence. He's come for me. He can feel when I'm near. That's why I have to go. As long as I stay, I'm endangering the group and our mission here. I have to face him. Why? He's my father. Your father? There's more. It 
won't be easy for you to hear it, but you must. If I don't make it back, you're the only hope for the Alliance. Luke, don't talk that way. You have a power I, I don't understand and could never have. You're wrong, Leia. You have that power, too. In time, you'll learn to use it as I have. Force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. And my sister has it. Yes. It's you, Leia. I know. Somehow, I've always known. Then you know why I have to face him. No. Luke, run away. Far away. If he can feel your presence, then leave this place. I wish I could go with you. No, you don't. You've always been strong. But why must you confront him? Because there is good in him. I felt it. He won't turn me over to the Emperor. I can save him. I can turn him back to the good side. I have to try. Well, I am absolutely delighted to be here with you at West today, grateful for this church, grateful for all of you who come together to make up this uh, very unique and this wonderful community of faith. I have almost from day one, as, uh, as we were saying, this has been a dream and uh, you are making it come true. And for that, I am truly grateful, uh, reaching out in so many creative ways to spread, share, and help others experience God. God's love and grace. It is great to be here and to worship with you today. And I know that there are many who are joining us online. Grateful for that. Just another sign of your ways of reaching out in creativity uh, to others who may or may not have ever experienced or who have turned away from that, uh, that grace and love of God. And I want to thank God this morning, not only for you, but for your pastor. I want to thank God for Andrea who is just this amazing person, uh, who has that ability, that skill, that passion uh, to reach out to others. I want to tell you, she is a force in her own right. I've learned that. When I get invited to preach, most pastors will say, whatever you want to do, Bishop, you're the bishop, not Andrea. (laughs) I thank God for you. And I appreciate the leadership that she is bringing to West. You are modeling for all of us what church really is all about. And I celebrate that. I'm grateful for it. Feel the force. Feel the force. In this uh, wonderful Star Wars saga that uh, continues to unfold, it is that power It is that energy that gives the Jedi Knights their power to face down the darkness, to face down the destructive forces of the galaxy. 
And I want to believe it's the kind of thing we need today because we are assaulted. We are facing a barrage of darkness and evil, and, and it comes in so many different guises today, but it comes at us, and it, it hits us. We need that force that we know is the power of God's Spirit. Well, here we are at Christmas. There are so many unforgettable characters of Christmas. Ah, there's the wise men, there's the shepherd, there's Mary, there's the baby, all that stuff. And then, of course, we have to have our own group of unforgettable characters. Santa and Rudolph and Frosty and George Bailey and Buddy. All those wonderful characters that just sort of make Christmas what it really is. But of all the characters in the story, the one who's probably the most overlooked and the most forgotten, the one nobody wants to play in the Christmas pageant, is Joseph. I remember the year when I was young, the church was putting on a pageant and I was assigned to Joseph. And I remember, I want to be a wise man. Can, can I just be a shepherd? Maybe just singing. The, who wants to be Joseph? I mean, Joseph doesn't do anything. Unless you're my grandson. I wish I had the video of my grandson the year he played Joseph. He rolled Mary down the aisle on that wooden pony. Got to the manger. And picked up the baby. I said later, what were you doing? Well, the baby's like my little sister, cries all the time. I, had to, I said, no, 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 no. Little baby Jesus makes no noise. Not in this one, granddaddy. <laughs> Joseph. And yet Joseph, along with Mary, are probably the two people who in the whole story feel the force and the direct power of God's spirit more than any others. So here's Joseph's story. It's found in the first chapter of Matthew. Now, the birth of Jesus took place this way. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph, before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he did not want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, all of this took place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant, give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel from God commanded, took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and Joseph called him Jesus. Now, that's about all we know about Joseph. 
He appears periodically in some other stories, but Joseph is just sort of there. I like to think of him as as just this ordinary, quiet man. He never says anything. In all of the stories of the Gospels, never says a word. In our terminology today, he's he's sort of the blue-collar worker. He's a carpenter, probably more of a stonecutter than a woodworker. Takes care of his family, attends synagogue, goes about his business. He's just there. And he's easy to overlook in all of this drama of Christmas with choirs of angels singing and stars shining and shepherds quaking. And there's Joseph who has felt the power. God intervening in his life to upset his status quo living. Nothing will ever be the same again because of his encounter on that particular night. He has felt the power of the force. And like Luke in in the clip we just saw, he's felt it. He's come after me, he says. Leah says, run away, get away from it. No, no, I can't. Neither can Joseph. He has to do something about it. Now, according to Matthew... The only thing that Joseph has going for him is he's righteous. I mean, when you read the story, that's the only thing Matthew says. Well, he was a righteous man. Now, in our day, that's a pretty loaded term. It it sort of carries images of self-righteousness, holier than thou. Someone who not only knows the law, but keeps it religiously and sometimes angrily. But there's also a God-like side to it. And I think that's what attracts us to Joseph. He was righteous. Because all of that knowing of God's law was one thing, but he also knew God's heart. And that's what inspired him. So here's Joseph. Engaged to Mary. In that custom, there, were, there was kind of this two-step process toward being married. First, you're engaged, you're betrothed, and you literally are called husband and wife, even though you're not. You're not living together. You're not a part of what we today might think of being married. They're just simply betrothed. Very little contact between them. And so when the unthinkable happens, Mary is pregnant. Joseph knows he's not the father. I wonder who told Joseph. I mean, how did he find out? I I don't think it was Mary. Mary would not have been able to come to him. That was not part of the custom. And besides, she was 100 miles away visiting her cousin Elizabeth after she got the news. I doubt if it was the friends of Joseph. I mean, this is just not something that's going to make the rounds of the community. It only leaves Mary's parents, and in that culture, it might have been, it was probably Mary's father who goes to Joseph. I suspect with tears, a bit of bewilderment, can't believe this. And Joseph decides to call it off quietly. Now, here's where his righteousness was tempered with a bit of God's spirit. 
He didn't have to. He could have, according to the law, he could have made a very ugly public scene about the whole thing. But he decides to do it quietly. One way or another, Joseph has decided he's out of there. I am, this is not going to be, this is not going to happen. I am out of this. Now, I want you to notice the force shows up after Joseph has decided what he will do. It happens just when we think we've got everything figured out. We've got it all under control. We know exactly what we're going to do, how it's going to happen, and then God shows up. Some of you probably felt that. I felt it. I knew exactly what I was going to do with my life. So I'm so old, I remember old black and white TV shows. And I remember there, there, a couple of great TV shows, Ben Casey, Dr. Kildare, ancient history. But I was going to be a doctor, and God showed up. And I remember <laughs> saying, God, that's fine. I'm still going to be a doctor. And then I made a D in biology, and I thought, eh, maybe not. Just when you think you've got it all figured out. There's Joseph. He comes to him in the night when he's asleep, when his guard is down. His life is falling apart. He's on the verge of a scandal. He knows what he's going to do. And then God says, Joseph, something else in mind for you. Joseph feels the power of God's spirit in that night vision. Throughout scripture, God communicates mostly through visions and dreams. And so it is not unusual that on this night, Joseph has this vision. It is a reminder to us, be prepared you never know when God's going to show up with that kind of force in your life. Pay attention. Be alert. You never know. And on that night, that force, that power took Joseph in a whole new direction. He had never imagined it. He was righteous but when Jesus grows up and starts his ministry, his teaching ministry, he says to the people who are gathered around, your righteousness has to exceed that of the Pharisees and scribes. That's the phrase Jesus uses. What he means is your righteousness has to exceed. It has to go beyond all of the religious law keepers because God's heart takes us somewhere else. Joseph found out that night what that looks like. And how life is going to be lived as a result of it. It happens. First thing the angel says, like angels say all the time when they show up, don't be afraid. <laughs> now, if I'm sleeping really well and an angel shows up at the foot of my bed, you better believe I'm going to be slightly frightened. I'm Probably going to try to find reasons for it not to be like Scrooge in the Dickens classic. Uh, when Marley shows up, that's eh, something I ate. No. Don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid of what you're about to hear. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Really? Now Joseph is being asked, being prodded, being moved to do something that puts his life and his business at risk. How many business contracts is he going to lose if he does this? Community eyebrows will be raised. Social media will blow up. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And remember, you're never alone. (laughs) Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, it's risky. Yes, it's going to be frightening. Yes, it's going to be something you've never planned for before. But don't fear. God is with you. And that power will allow you to do amazing things, Joseph. In this uh, latest issue of Fast Company, a magazine journal that I read on a regular basis, it's a wonderful story, an interview with Malala. You probably know her story. Youngest ever Nobel Peace Prize winner. Malala was, uh, just a little over three years ago, shot in the head by the Taliban targeted because she dared to speak out and advocate for young girls getting an education. She survived, went on to to become a spokesperson, even spoke to the United Nations about the importance of education. Started with her uh, prize money from the Nobel uh, Committee, the Malala Fund, which today continues to have tremendous impact on education processes around the world. There are more than 60 million young girls in this world who are deprived of an education. And Malala is making a difference in that. One of her major donors, one of the supporters of the Malala Fund is J.J. Abrams, who happened to direct this latest issue of Star Wars. In the interview... Malala says this, I used to believe in a magic pencil and whatever you could draw, it would become real. I used to pray to God a lot so that he would give me this power so I can change the world. And I realize I have this power now. It's education. It's a voice. A voice. One person making a difference in the world through the power. Joseph felt it. His life was going to be different. He was going to make a difference. Something different was going to happen because God had intervened. As surely as Malala refuses to believe that anyone, especially young girls, should be deprived of education, one voice who feels the power and makes a difference. It's one thing to feel that force. It's quite another to act on it. It's why Luke has to go face Vader, even though Layla doesn't want him to. It's why Joseph gets up and takes Mary as his wife. Not only to feel the power, but to obey, to respond to what God has in store. It invites us. It invites all of us 
wherever we are. Not only to see things differently, but to refuse to accept them as just the way things are. It is a power that says we do not have to conform. We don't have to be like everybody else. We are called to be different, to make a different world, to to love, to serve, to praise, to go out in the name of God to make a different world. That's who we are. When Joseph felt that power, he discovered his true identity. He discovered who God wanted him to be. And that's our call. So I dare not try to speak Yoda. But I will quote Yoda. One of his most insightful lines. I think it was in Empire Strikes Back. It's where I remember it. One of his most insightful lines, this this Yoda wisdom is this. To answer power with power, the Jedi way is not. In this war, a danger there is of losing who we are. Our world, our leaders, our hope to be leaders may need to pay attention to Yoda. To answer power with power, that's not how God intervened in Joseph's life. In this war, in this battle, in this journey of life, We're in danger of losing who we are, who we're called to be. The force, the power shows up and turns Joseph in a different direction. And through him, God makes all things new. The birth of Jesus, God's heartbeat of love, At the very center of everything we are, who we are, what we're called to be, that heartbeat of love is born. And Joseph makes it possible. He's there. And it is Joseph, Matthew tells us, who names the baby. Joseph named him Jesus, which literally means save because this baby this Jesus will save us from ourselves will point us in the direction of our true identity will save us from all that uh, might try to destroy us tear us down this Jesus this Jesus Can you feel it? Will you feel it with Joseph? More than brightly wrapped packages under a tree this year, but the power of God's Spirit to intervene in our lives so that we can make a difference in this world. His name is is Jesus. And as Faith Hill sings, a baby changes everything.
The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Come, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. How can this be, since I've been with no man? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power from the Most High will overshadow you. And the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God.
Gracious God, we know that you do breathe into each of us the power of the force of the Holy Spirit that was revealed to us by Emmanuel. As we leave this place today, Heavenly Father, or whether we stop worshiping together online, we ask that you allow us each day to feel your power in each of us. Let us use that power to bring about good and change and love in this world. We offer ourselves to you in the name of Emmanuel. Amen. This morning, in just a few minutes, or a few seconds actually, you're going to get a card. On the back of the card is $10. The card reads, you have just received a random act of kindness. If you enjoyed how this made you feel, spread some joy and return the favor to another. Merry Christmas from West UMC. This week, we believe that you will feel the power of God at work in your life so that you can then share the love with someone else. Grab a card from one of our greeters. Use the money and the card on the back to share the love of Christ with someone this Christmas season anonymously in the name of God. Will you please give Bishop Good Pastor My Yoda a warm welcome and thank you. And now may you go in the peace and the love and hope that Emmanuel offers to all. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.